Broncos with Mile High Sports' Cody Rourke on the Jim Davis Show. Cody Rourke brought to you by Gallagher's Flooring and Modern Classic Motors. He hosts the Locked on Broncos podcast. He covers the Broncos for Mile High Sports. Joining us right now, Cody Rourke. Cody, appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, hope you had a Merry Christmas and uh, an interesting, uh, well, <laughs> little package left under the tree. Uh, by the Broncos yesterday with the announcement that Jared Stidham will start the final two games over Russell Wilson. Yeah, very, uh, I mean, very interesting times here once again. I mean, Jim, I think there's three guarantees in life, right? Death, taxes, and a wild Broncos offseason, I think, is always in store for all of us as we've grown accustomed to. So, uh, yeah, obviously the developments yesterday were very interesting. I think it was very surprising, to be honest with you, on a lot of standpoints. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of how we... uh, Kind of how we felt about it, maybe coming into it. So uh, a lot of change, changes in the air here for Denver once again. It feels like, in in going back to the very beginning, where Sean Payton talked about, uh, you know, Russ with the office and the parking space and the entourage, and you know that 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 crap's not going to you know happen on my watch. To the dumbing down the playbook and some of those things, and then of course now the infamous uh, one sided uh, what is his name a screaming match. Uh, as, as Sean Payton screamed at Russell Wilson in Detroit, and now the benching of Russell Wilson after uh, the embarrassing loss to the Patriots. Do you feel that Sean Payton has has given Russell Wilson a fair opportunity as his team's quarterback, considering you look at some of the numbers, and some of the numbers are on pace for an average, you know, pretty good Russell Wilson season? Yeah, uh, I'll be honest with you, Jim. I don't, I don't think Sean Payton has given Russell Wilson a fair shake, and you know, with the the report that also came out yesterday from Jordan Schultz that after the Broncos beat the Kansas City Chiefs, that they're like they pretty much threatened him, like, you know, you're either going to waive your injury clause or your guarantee, or we're going to bench you. And look, I think we've seen it as well. Like Sean has, there's been times in the media where Sean it seems like it takes like a little bit of a shot at Russ at times. Obviously, we've seen it on TV. We've seen instances where he's chewing Russ out. And you know what I think is a great thing to look at here? Russell Wilson never responded in a negative manner in any of those situations. Um, I think, you know, obviously there was, it was quite clear when Sean Payton took this job. Of course, you're gonna, you have no choice. You're going to get Russell Wilson in 2023. I, I don't think Sean has done everything he can to make it work, and I think that was a proven point here. Like, despite all that, Russ is still accounted for over 30 touchdowns this season, Jim. And while obviously he's not, like, at times he hasn't played his best, He's not the sole reason that they are losing games. And, you know, I think everybody, and even fans, fans got to get away from this thinking. Like, Jim, it's a team sport. There's 11 players on offense. Russ is one of those 11 players. Russ shares as much accountability for what's going on as does the offensive line, as does the skill players, and as does the head coach and play caller in Sean Payton. Everyone wants to just throw it on the quarterback. You know, and I think the biggest thing is, okay, you look how much money Russ, you know, got in his contract extension. Here's the thing. One quarterback can't do it all by himself. You have to have good pieces around you, and Denver's been far too inconsistent in a lot of areas. And that's obviously that can affect Russ's play. But um, I, I don't. To answer your question, long like in a long answer here, I just don't think Sean has given Russ the proper chance there. And I think we even saw that a little bit, even in Sunday's game. I thought the play calling was ultra conservative. Obviously, Denver couldn't run the ball, but then all of a sudden, when you face desperation mode, and Russ had to go empty, and he had to roll around and do things like Russ brought them back. So that kind of tells me a little bit about, you know, it's, it's on both of these guys here for how things have gone, but it's clear that Sean Payton has no patience and doesn't have any intention on moving forward with Russ. Cody Rourke, our uh, Broncos report, joining us on the Jim Davis show. I feel like Russ is 
a problem. He's not the problem with this team. But does this, the way this has kind of worked out since that Chiefs game in October till now in the next two weeks, how much of a risk of losing some of the other guys that are here that really like Russ in that room is Sean Payton taking with kind of this behavior towards this franchise quarterback? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, it doesn't seem like a great look for the organization. It doesn't seem like a great look from Sean Payton, who often at times has come across as grouchy and kind of like a, you know, it's kind of like a tyrant in a sense. Um, you know, he's, he's had that way with us in the media. People have seen that. Uh, I can tell you this, gents. I was at practice yesterday after all this news had dropped, and what stood out to me, we were indoors at the Pat Bowenfield house. They had music blaring. They always do that during stretch and during, uh, obviously, like, you know, individual. I can tell you this. It was like a funeral in there, gents. Like, the vibe was just, it was quiet. It was weird. Like, all of us media people were like, this just feels weird like it was a different thing than what we've experienced um obviously this season here i have never been a part of anything like that um in terms of media as a coach i've had my fair share of moments of you know some of those types of feelings but uh it was like a funeral the vibe and the energy was just dead and it just seemed like what the heck's going on like i I think there was a general shock amongst the players yesterday Cody Rourke, who covers the Broncos for uh, Mile High Sports, also hosts the Lockdown Broncos podcast uh, with us today on the Team Sports Network. I know uh, I saw an interview yesterday with uh, NFL Network's uh, James Palmer. He was on the sideline for the Patriots game on on Christmas Eve, and he talked about the lack of of emotion on the sidelines and that they just seemed very dead when, when the Broncos made some mistakes. They got behind. He said there was a feeling of, well, here we go again. This is this is who we really are. Uh, I, as much as you know, I think Sean Payton wants to, in, in his own way, blame Russell Wilson. I mean, that's also on Sean Payton and and his, his leadership and and this football team. Who, if they get a win on on Christmas Eve, they're right in it for the playoffs. Now they have a one point four percent chance of making the playoffs. It's practically zero. I guess just your your takeaway. You talked about the energy yesterday. It was like a, a funeral at practice. Well, apparently well, the sidelines on, on the Christmas Eve game, it wasn't uh, a whole lot more raucous. No, no, no. And, and that's, you know, I think ultimately, like, you know, the guys, I think there was just general frustration. Like, you know, hey, like we went on a five-game win streak. We beat the Buffalo Bills. We beat the Browns with the best defense in the NFL at the time. We beat the Chiefs. You know, we beat the Vikings who were on a little bit of a heater of them. They were on a five-game win streak, you know, when they played them. And... I, I just think collectively for Denver to get out of the one and five hole that they did, part of that was because of Russ and how he was playing. Part of that was how the defense was playing, generating takeaways, giving the Broncos offense an opportunity. Denver had a running game, and lately they haven't been able to do that. They haven't been able defensively to generate a lot of takeaways, and they haven't been able to pressure the quarterback as of late. So it's just like a collective spiral of things. And I also think as well, you know, the Marvin Mims fumble that he had on kickoff and they got picked up for a touchdown, like, it made the deficit a little bigger here for Denver in that fourth quarter. And just like, you know, once again, despite those circumstances, Russ and the offense got things going. They made some big plays to make, you know, to get them some momentum to kind of get them back into the game. And they almost had it. And then you have Sean Payton, the play calling. You had the, obviously, he called the timeouts, but then his play calling on those three plays that they had on the next position were awful. And so you punted away back to New England, who obviously had one timeout. And it's just. You know, collectively, I, I feel like Sean Payton wants to blame everybody else, and I don't think that there's a lot of accountability 
from Sean Payton himself as the coach. Everything starts and ends with him. He sets the tone. He's the one who leads the team. And ultimately, he's the one who has to inspire the players to go out there and play. And if, he, if, you know, if he's in a way where a lot of it's detrimental in a sense, like he comes across as very hostile at times, it's a little bit of an issue. And look, you know, of course, I understand for him. There's a lot of pressure on him as a head coach. You don't want to tie your wagon to a guy that you know you didn't definitely choose. Like you chose him by coming to the, to the Denver, obviously. But long term, he doesn't want to hitch his wagon to it. But, Jim, here's my thing. John Payton has never really had a history of developing quarterbacks in the NFL. He's had Drew Brees for a good portion of his time in New Orleans, and then he did some serviceable stuff with Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston, Trevor Simeon, but that doesn't prove that he can develop a quarterback. So now, if the Broncos, which they are, like this is the expectation, Denver and Russell Wilson are going to part ways in March. What is his plan at quarterback? What's his vision? That's going to be a lot of pressure. And it, look, it's his decision. He made this decision here, and now he's going to have to find the solution for it. This relationship, though, it's it's done, right? It's dead. I, there's no, there's no oh, yeah. way, there's <laughs> no way Russell Wilson that no. they restructure or whatever, and he stays around for 2024. No. And and now it's now it's a chance for Jared Stidham to audition because he's going to be a a low cost alternative next year. There, there's they can't bring in a Kirk Cousins. That the cap hit with with Russ alone is going to uh, leave that as a, an unlikely scenario, almost an impossible scenario for the Broncos. So it's probably going to be Jared Stidham, who's on a very extremely team-friendly deal right now for the Broncos, and get a chance to see what he can do the next two weeks. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all you can do. And, and look, I'm very, very curious to see what Denver's plan is going to be, how they maneuver this, because once again, and I'm afraid to share this with anybody that's a Broncos fan that's listening, coming soon to a graphic near you, the quarterback carousel will make its return, and it's going to feature Russell Wilson. Now it's going to feature Jared Stidham, and... Hopefully this doesn't continue for another six or seven years the way that we had previously endured here, Jim. But it's just, once again, Denver, I mean, you know, with, when they were on that win streak versus, like, where it is now, it's like all of a sudden, okay, Denver, you know, they took two steps forward. And I felt like generally, okay, hey, Denver's heading in the right direction. Now I feel like they're going backwards in yeah. a sense. And I have no idea what to expect. And, I, you know, I think if, you know, Broncos fans out there kind of feel the same way. Cody Rourke, My Life Sports, Locked on Broncos podcast host, our Broncos insider with us today on the Team Sports Network. And you look at next year, Stidham could very well be the starting quarterback next year. They, they draft a quarterback. Uh, I've, I've seen maybe Michael Penix in the second round, that kind of thing. Uh, it just, um, yeah, it's, what are, what are the other options, Cody, for the Broncos outside of Jared Stidham? Because there are the, the Gardner Minshews out there. Uh, the Jake Brownings of the world, there are those guys that are out there. Will any of those names pop up when we talk about Broncos quarterbacks in 2024? Mm, no, not necessarily those names. I would probably say more so Jameis Winston, just because Peyton had like, previous familiarity with him. Jameis got off to a great start in Peyton's last year in New Orleans before he suffered the ACL injury. Um, I could see that as like a one-year option, but the reality is I – Denver, in my opinion, Jim, they have to, like, if Sean Payton is going to tie, you know, he's got a five-year contract. He's going to have four after this year. So for Sean, his window, his time is running out. Like, he's, he's up against the clock here. I don't think you have time to go another year with the stopgap. I think it's like, all right, hey, okay, Sean, we brought you into change here. Now, look, we're going to go with the young quarterback, and you need to play the young quarterback, and you need to get weapons for this young quarterback. I mean, you know, I think we forget, too, Denver, like even Russ. Like Russ hasn't had a pass-catching tight end this season. You know, the loss of Greg Dulcich was really big. John Payton didn't do anything to address that. Obviously, Lucas Kroll is a guy who's, you know, been kind of coming along there. But 
Sean could have accelerated that process a lot quicker. Instead, he wanted to continue to roll with Chris Manhurst and Adam Troutman. And I think that something that's going to come back to bite Sean in the tail, and I, this is what I worry about in free agency, Sean bringing in his guys, the guys that he's got familiarity with, I think is a huge, huge issue to me um, overall. And look, it's the Saints' way. Like we talk about the Patro way, it's been Peyton's way. He's been doing this all season, and if he's going to tie his name to that, it's it's going to have some ramifications if it doesn't work out. And ultimately, I think, uh, I don't know, I, I just don't feel very optimistic about the direction where Denver's heading right now. And I think so much will change based on how do they manage this contract situation with Russ? How do they go about it? But one thing is very clear, Jim, they are heading for a split. Cody Rourke with us today on the Team Sports Network. A couple predictions. Who will be the Broncos starting quarterback in 2024? Or will Russell Wilson play in 2024? Great question. Um, if I had to give a prediction right now, I think Jarrett Stidham will be the starter week one. I think that's going to be probably what we do see um, here. And I think, obviously, if they draft a guy, he's going to wait a year and then take over after Stidham's contract is up. Um, and this, I think, where Ben DiNucci comes into play a little bit, maybe as a backup for a while, you know, on the roster, obviously practice squad. Um, where will Russell Wilson play? in 2024 this is a great question part of me is thinking okay well i think there's going to be major changes with the washington commanders i think ownership is going to clean house with that coaching staff and they're going to implement a lot of change obviously they they just bench sam howell which is very interesting like can sam howell benefit or learn from russ i think that there's an element to where he could i look at that situation i look at the atlanta falcons as a place for russ to potentially end up um, I think he goes back to the NFC, to be honest with you, and I think we could see him there. I mean, if Denver releases him, I mean, I can even see the Raiders picking him up, Jim. Yeah. I can see that because they had interest in him prior to, obviously, the trade from Seattle, and I think they might believe that, hey, he might be a better option than Aiden O'Connell. But I, I mean, so much depends on where their level of thinking is at. But uh, um, I think two, two NFC teams, I think it, Commanders, Falcons, and then I also think the Raiders could be an option as well because I think there's going to be a run of teams in this year's draft that go on a run of quarterbacks, um, quarterback-needy teams, but there's going to be a lot of head coaching changes this year, Jim, so that changes so much of the dynamics. So we'll wait and see. Okay, I have to ask you about the last one, Mike Florio. His, what about mm-hmm. Tom Brady? What about Brady? Oh, Remember God. they were going to be in Miami at one point, Peyton and Brady. Cody Rourke, oh, respond to that, please. No, please no. Like, I, hopefully, hopefully Denver can move on from those things, and hopefully the NFL world. I don't think Tom has any interest in coming out of retirement, especially in today's NFL. And I also think the dynamic between Peyton and Brady, I don't think it would be a very conducive one. I think it would be like water and oil combined. Yeah. I just don't think that that would be a good fit for them. And look, Tom Brady, look how old he is. He, hasn't, he didn't play this year. He's had some time off. It's not that solution, and once again, it's just another Band-Aid for the issue that the Broncos need to address long-term. And I'll guarantee you this, if there's a shouting match, it will be a true shouting match. Because yeah. where Russ deferred and was classy, not not that Brady wouldn't be classy, but but Brady would get in Peyton's face, and that would be... Yeah, if he doesn't like you know. a guy with independence... <laughs> Tom Brady's the no. last guy who found his independence after he left Bill Belichick. That's the last guy that you want, if you're Sean yes. Payton. Yes. 100% agree with you. So uh, I guess it's time for everyone to buckle up. It's going to be a crazy off season, and obviously we'll have you covered here uh, you know, on the team. All right. Don't forget, we got Cody's report coming up at 420 today. Cody, always appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Uh, hope you had a wonderful Christmas. Have a happy New Year. Appreciate all the good work you do for us, and, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next Tuesday. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, it's going to be nice to talk to you guys when the new year rolls around. Hey, hopefully 2024 is a better year for all of us. And uh, as always, gents, go Tigers. All right.